Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Sports Complex with Patrick Davis on The Horn. Hour two on the Sports Complex in the Horn on a Monday afternoon. Still talking some Texas football. A lot more text. You guys are killing it. 512-337-3776. The show is so much more fun when you guys get involved. So thank you all for texting in. We're talking about MVPs from the game, your takeaways from Texas. Do you feel they're the number three team in the country? Does it soak in their number three in one game? Number three, they're still there going into a big game with Kansas this weekend. So whatever you want to talk about. And it's also National Dog Week. There's dog pictures all weekend long. I love seeing those. Uh, we'll also get into some NFL. The good news, Texans won. Bad news, we know what happened in Arizona. So, but we want—I want your take. I that one on the text line. I want to hear you guys. If you're if you're on, still on board with this this Cowboys team, I want to know if you're still if you're still riding. You still feel the same way, or or if you know the shine is off of it now. I don't know. I, you know. The defense, that was a big thing. You lose Trayvon Diggs, and it looked like you lost multiple players. The offense lost some guys, but that looked, that, that looked like it was much more than Trayvon Diggs. And apparently Josh Dobbs is keeping receipts and tweeting stuff out now or TikToking stuff out. I have to go look at that. I haven't seen what it is. Apparently that's the case. Also news, if you're if you're fantasy or if you're a gambling man, I, I saw that, uh, that Joe Burrow is active for tonight, that Joe Burrow is supposed to be in the game, so that's something to take away as Monday Night Football kicks off. We'll get into that as well. Let's get back to your text messages, though. Join the conversation, 512-337-3776. I texted in Friday and the, said the score would be 38-17. to I'm glad the defense proved me wrong. I'm glad they did, too. I had, I believe, 45-17, I think is what I had, uh, which, you know, you don't muff two punts. You probably can get another touchdown in there. Uh, I thought that one of those big plays that – that Baylor got a big pass play over the top, would have turned into a touchdown instead of a field goal. They got two field goals. Uh, the defense, and honestly, if we don't have those muff punts, then you know maybe it's even less points. The defense looked really good except for those big plays over the top. There was three of them. Three out of the whole game isn't terrible. Just something you need to shore up when you're going into some better cup, better teams, better passers, better offenses. Something to shore up. But, yeah, I like that, Victor. You're, you're good. You got the offense. You nailed the offense, 38. Good job on that one. Uh, you have JT, don't call me, Deion Sanders was MVP. Look, Deion Sanders, a Hall of Fame player. Not a problem to be called that. People are going after him today. Again, going after Deion Sanders today and yesterday, Saturday night. They've been going after Deion. They've been waiting for that, <laughs> that one to go after him. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I don't want to give him any more receipts. Let him go. Uh, Let's say the Pac-12 hasn't played anybody. Utah barely beat Baylor. Oregon barely beat over Tech. Yeah, I agree that there there is some uh, something about the number three team. The, the big the Pac-12 is so massively they didn't really play that many big preseason uh, non-conference games, and they are just the rankings have them so good for a conference that's not going to exist next year. People are really sending them out on a high note. 
Uh, not as much love for the Big 12, but yeah, they are not. There's a ton of love. The fact that Washington State and Oregon State were both ranked in that game is is ridiculous. Uh, they should not have both been ranked for not playing anybody, and we knew we knew what the outcome was going to be, and it was. So, uh, yeah, I'm not with that one. Uh, you also have uh, play calling was odd at times, but the early throws were not difficult. Uh, let's see what we got here. It's great to be a Packers fan. Man, that Jordan Love thing, that Jordan Love thing has has magically changed Green Bay fans' minds. Aaron Rodgers isn't playing. That's why you get you that's why they just play smart football and just say, hey man, let's go get a new guy. He may not be a superstar. You don't always need a superstar. Cowboys fans think you need a superstar, but you don't always need one. Tom Brady. Are you are you are you actually saying Tom Brady is going to come back to the NFL? He's going to unretire to play in Mike McCarthy's offense? You out of your mind? There's no way Tom Brady would ever set foot near a Mike McCarthy offense. Now, if he gets another, if he gets him fired and he just brings in, he's his own offensive coordinator. He he calls the plays and and goes out there and plays them. You know, maybe Jerry can go get him then. I don't know if I'm bringing in Tom Brady to this Cowboys team though. If I'm Jerry Jones, I mean, I, I mean, I have to, I don't know if I have the money to pull that one off. It's not Dak, it's McCarthy. If he's not given a Hall of Fame QB, he sucks ostrich eggs, is what he says. Like that, I also I watched that uh, a- that Andrew Beck play. Casually root for the Texas teams, a Raiders fan at heart. Seeing a fullback run to the house was awesome. It was awesome. It was very awesome. Uh, it is, uh, yeah, the, the Mike McCarthy thing. I, I do, and we'll, we'll get into this in a second. I'll keep. I'm gonna read a couple more. We got a couple more texts here on the text line five one two three three seven three seven seven six. Uh do you really want Kirk Cousins? It's not any better. I promise you it's not any better. It's the same thing. Because he's, I mean, I, and there's some other problems that this Dallas Cowboys team has. We'll just get into it, all right? We'll get into it, and I'll keep reading. We'll keep going to your text, though. 512-337-3776. 512-337-3776 is the text line. Uh, Cowboys don't need a superstar. They just need a game manager that won't throw bad picks. I agree. He shouldn't have also been in that position. Mike McCarthy just called really bad plays in the red zone, and he needed a guy to bail him out. But this is kind of where my problem was, too. I don't know if this team is bought into Mike McCarthy's offense, and I don't know why. I'm not going to blame that 100% on him, but CeeDee Lamb and Brandon Cooks didn't seem interested in a lot of plays. There was a lot of plays where they seemed a little bit like they came off the route and they knew they weren't in the progression or they knew that the coverage was going to be on them, and they seemed to kind of break it out, and especially in the red zone. It did not seem like CeeDee Lamb and Brandon Cooks were as involved as they needed to be in those possessions. Brandon Cooks had seven targets and two receptions. It's not all his fault, but also you kind of want to see these guys a little bit more bought in and a little bit more pushing. Those those things to me, that's kind of where – and it's one and five in the red zone. That's for me what the Cowboys game was. Was it didn't ever seem like this Cowboys team was up for it. It didn't seem like they were ready to go. And look, I'll tell you, the receivers too, that's partly on deck. He's the leader of this team. We know he's in a million times better leader than Mike McCarthy is. So we know that he can go out there. Everybody says that Dak Prescott is one of the best leaders in the NFL. I don't know where the disconnect is. I don't know if they don't feel the that the field offense is too much running now, that they're going to Tony Pollard. Rico Donald had an okay game. They didn't use him a ton, but when they did, he did. He had some good plays. Tony Pollard had an okay game, did okay, got over 100 yards rushing. It just seemed that 
You need to have your star players be stars. And Dak's not the star player. Dak's a good quarterback. He's not a star. But you need him to be a star like how Kirk Cousins has Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison. And those guys are getting open. And then you have your third guy, K.J. Osborne, who had some big plays. And look, Michael Gallup had a good game. But this is the same crap that was happening with Kellen Moore that, that was never good. It's not a good game plan to have your third wide receiver be your leader in receiving. It's just not a good winning game plan. Because there's a reason he's open. It's because he's usually not taking the deepest route. So he's going to get more receptions. He's going to get, you know, you can pick and choose with him, but you're not going to have the explosive plays you're going to need to have in these games to not get yourself stuck in red zone possessions where you're not doing anything big in red zones. You know, he may not be able to make that big catch at the goal line that a CeeDee Lamb or Brandon Cooks is supposed to make. That's the problem is Mike McCarthy has everything set up And he's just falling back to that same thing where Dak Prescott is going to go be the quarterback he is, which is this is the safest progression is Michael Gallup for for 10 yards. That's the safest progression, so I'm going to throw it out there. And unless you build an offense where you're really catering to Dak, which is what you need to do, and I know it sounds stupid, but if you're telling me that you're going to pay a guy $50 million, $40, $50 million, and – you're not going to focus on making the game plan around him because he's got to play to the coach who's making eight million dollars. I, I like it's dollars and I know you're talking about different things and different markets for these guys, but the reality is Mike McCarthy needs to plan around Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is your quarterback. You throw out any play that doesn't work for Dak Prescott. Throw any play that Ceedee Lamb and Brandon Cooks aren't going to be invested on, and that you're not trying to get them the ball. Michael Gallup, it's great, but you cannot be your number one guy. If he's your number one guy, you're going to lose more games with him being your number one receiver than win. So you have to be able to build up your star players and build around your star players. One thing that Coach Sark does really well is focus on his stars. He does it too much sometimes. But I'll take that over the alternative, which is just taking what they give, just take it, just take it, and then you get in the red zone and you kick another field goal. Or you go for it on fourth and don't get it because they know what you're going to do because you're playing a predictable style. I thought he did a really good job when the defense was dominating. I thought he did a good job of just not messing it up. It's all he had to do in those first games was not mess it up. And then the defense started to struggle, and you had to carry your weight, and he couldn't carry his weight because he pulled an offense that's for Aaron Rodgers, who's a really, really good quarterback. Not that Prescott. And he stuck him in situations where he needed wide receivers to, to get massive separation without the rubs, without anything of setting things up. You just have to set your dag up to win, and I get that's not right, but it, look, Justin Fields is in the same position in Chicago where we saw Justin Fields. He's made some plays, and now they're game-planning for him. It's going to be harder. He's not going to be great. But look, I, I and I, for everybody who hates Justin Fields, you cannot tell me that Jeff Fisher ruined Vince Young, but Justin Fields is the worst quarterback because at a certain point, it may just be coaching and both guys are getting a raw shake. We know Justin Fields isn't going to be – you know, MVP anytime soon. He doesn't look as good as Lamar Jackson does. But at the same point, if you give him a coach who wants to accentuate his positives as opposed to trying to make him the guy that the coach wants to have, look at what Mike McDaniel is doing with Tua. Mike McDaniel, Tua was done. Tua was so depressed and so angry. Mike McDaniel had to build him back up. Had to build him back up from being a a nervous wreck and thought his career and thought he would never be the guy. And he put up a 70 spot. They had to stop going. Like they had to stop trying. 
because that's how good that offense is working because Mike McDaniel accentuates the positives. Kyle Shanahan's got Brock Purdy. You think Brock Purdy is the best quarterback? No, but Kyle Shanahan runs an offense that accentuates the positives. And you hire a coach who wants to come in, and his playbook matters more than the players. And that's a dumb way to work in the NFL. Because unless you have all of the best players, and you somehow drafted and stole the best player in every draft, you're not going to have that. But you can take a guy like Tua, who a couple years ago wasn't going to have his contract extended, wasn't even going to get through his, wasn't even going to get through his his rookie contract. They weren't even going to give him the fifth year. They said no. We two is probably done. That experiment's over. We may have to rebuild in Miami, and they put up a seventy spot. I know there's injury concerns, but Mike McDaniel is a coach who accentuates. He went out and made a game plan together. What did he do when he got there? He put together a tape and a DVD or whatever video. I don't know what pro, you know, whatever format he used. But he used a, something to show Tua all his good plays. Said, no, no, no. we're going to do this. Because I went and watched all your game film, and I know what you did. We didn't lie about it like Mike McCarthy did, who he said he, said he knew all of Dak's game film, said he watched every play and broke it down. That was a lie. Didn't do that. And now he's suffering for it because he's watching what Dak does and goes, oh, well, you made the wrong play. No, you called the wrong play. That guy's going to be there. Cooper Rush ain't your quarterback. Trey Lance ain't going to be there because he ain't going to call plays for Trey Lance either. If the defense needs help because there's going to be teams and you're going up against a coach, you're going up against a coach who who, who knew you, who coached for the Eagles last year, who knows everything about you because they game plan for you hard for the last couple years. He knows everything about the Cowboys, and he knew how to attack this defense, and he knew Trayvon Diggs was out. He said, all right, Josh Dobbs, all I got to do, and he built a game plan. They built a game plan around what Josh Dobbs could do. Dak Prescott can do a lot. He's not going to be great. I don't expect him to be an MVP. I don't expect half the quarterbacks in the league to be in an MVP conversation. I don't need that for him. But I need you to game plan around what he does, and you just won't do it. You This week was, this was what I said, what did I say on Friday? This is a Mike McCarthy game. Does he call a game plan that works? And no, he didn't. And that's the problem. You don't have CeeDee Lamb invested. You don't have Brandon Cooks invested in this offense, which, man, you trade for Brandon Cooks. You got CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb is a beast. And he did not seem to care that much. Brandon Cooks, two receptions out of seven targets. You threw the ball to Ferguson to to targets-wise, seven targets for Gallup, seven targets for CeeDee Lamb, seven targets for Ferguson, seven targets for Brandon Cooks. I love it. It's balanced. It's great. That's great. Get your star players a few more targets, man, man. I, I get it. I get like you got to check down, but Michael Gallup should not have seven if CeeDee Lamb has seven targets. He shouldn't. Your number three guy shouldn't. And I get progressions. I get how this works. I get it. You need to help. You need to win the battle of coaching. And you lost to a guy that we all made fun of because he sounded like an idiot at the, the, the beginning. I took the bus in and we're going to win and all that crap that he said at the beginning for the Cardinals. It worked. He's a worse speaker than you, Mike McCarthy, and he still beats you because he game playing better. So I'm not blaming this one on Dak. It's a Mike McCarthy loss. I know Dak threw the interception at the end. There was no one open. There was nothing there. It was a bad, it was a bad play call. It was a bad position to put him in. He should have been third and six when you're in there. You, yeah, you can run the ball when everybody's backed up because you're threatening to throw the ball deep. It's hard when you get in the red zone. Hey, run some schemes. Don't just try and do the best thing. I get you had three offensive linemen out. So what's your game plan when you have three offensive linemen that are hurt 
And you say, you know what, we're going to go ahead and just still try and power, run power the ball in, in the red zone when everything's backed up and we're going against you know power packages and all that. We're just going to keep running the ball. It's not going to work. I don't know why you thought it was. Be, look, and I'll tell you the other side. Because look, <laughs> I, I get it, it. This is not the end of the season for the Cowboys. This is a lot of stuff is fixable, but. This is that Jerry Jones thing that happens over and over again where you base it all on hope and you hope that all your players are the best players and you hope everything works and you don't go that extra edge and try and bring in new people and you didn't hire another offensive coordinator. You didn't. You brought in same old guys and the same old thing and the old boys got together and they put together a game plan and they're going to blame Dak Prescott for it at the end of the year. And they're going to re-sign him and they're going to blame him. And they'll win 10, 10 to 12 games. Get knocked out in the first or second round if they play like this. If they play like this. <clears throat> I hope they play much better. I hope Mike McCarthy starts to figure it out. I hope he starts to feature C.D. Lamb. I hope he starts to try and draw plays to get Dak Prescott in more comfort and get him a little bit better and not do the same thing that we just saw didn't work last year, putting him in positions where it's third and long in the red zone and you can't do it. Don't put him in those positions. Did you not watch last year's? I know you lied about watching the other stuff. Talking about good stuff. Match talking about the good stuff. Texans did get a win. And man, it's a Texans fan going back to the Texans. I know I walked away from the Texans. I walked away. Cal McNair pissed me off. Bill O'Brien pissed me off. I hated that. They traded DeAndre Hopkins for nothing. It's a bunch of people who thought they knew better than they did. You ousted ousted GM because his wife got cancer. Classy move. Classy move from the Texans. But all right. But I'm back. I'm back on the Texans. Cal McNair's turning around. You got D'Amico Ryans. Bobby Slowick hasn't been calling great plays. Bobby Slowick starts calling the plays this week. He still didn't get Damian Pierce the way he needed to in the running game. He was able to get him in the receiving game, get a little bit better, right? The Texans are able to. This is the best game Bobby Slowick has called by a long margin. And it was able to, in part of it, look, they own the Jags. We just, I don't know why they do. But they were able to get him going. They were able to get this Texans team going. They were able to make it work. And, man, this is the week. In week three, you trade a lot. And Arizona is counting on the Texans to be bad because they, they're not tanking. They don't seem to be tanking. I know they lost those two games, but they don't seem to be tanking because they just took out the Cowboys. So they want that Texans pick to be up there to try and go get somebody if they're not going to bring back Kyler, if they want to get Caleb Williams. They need the Texans to be bad. Those two picks, you gave up a lot to get, a lot. Will Anderson gets that blocked field goal. C.J. Stroud, three games, no interceptions, puts up big numbers, looking good out there, making the right decisions. I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing from this Texans team. I'm liking what I'm seeing from C.J. Stroud. I wasn't sure about it. We've seen Bryce Young. I think Bryce Young will be fine. They are having the issues with they can't run the quarterback sneak. Don't call quarterback sneaks then. Find another thing. And You're not going to be Jalen Hurts. I know it's an easy play to call. Run the ball. Figure out something else. You're paid millions of dollars to be a coach. Can't figure it out. But Bobby Slowick is improving. That gives me a lot of hope for this Texans team because Bobby Slowick, those first couple game plans, he kept getting away from the run. In this game, it felt like he was getting away from it, but at points what you saw was he just kind of went to the really quick game and the short passes and got C.J. Stroud and got the ball moving and got him out of those third and longs a lot of time. This offensive line still beat up. Laramie Tunsil's still out. When this old line comes back, the way C.J. Stroud is playing, there's a lot of hope. Tank Dell is dominating as a wide receiver. I took him in all my fantasy leagues. Last pick of all my fantasy leagues, Tank Dell. Told you that guy was going to be good with a good connection with C.J. Stroud. Looking really good. 
We got to take a break. I got to drink some water. I'm losing my voice already yelling about Mike McCarthy, making me angry, sweating on a Monday. I shouldn't be sweating on a Monday because Mike McCarthy doesn't know how to call plays for a regular quarterback. Shouldn't be in the head coach in the NFL. Just give the just give Dan Quinn go find someone. There's I I guarantee you there's there's an assistant somewhere on a coaching staff that you could get to call plays and he would be better by week seven than what Mike McCarthy is. All right, keep texting it five one two three three seven three seven seven six. You can send in dog pics if you want. I like those; those are fun today. Tell me who your MVP is for Texas. Tell me what you thought about this weekend in the NFL. What you thought about it in college football? Anything you want to hit up in the next segment? We have two more segments before we get out of here. Send out what you got on the text line, 512-337-3776. Send it in. Let's talk on the text line. I want to get back to some of those texts, get some more texts, uh, some more games. We'll get into a little uh, NFL, get you a Monday Night Football preview. We got a game already started. I don't have it on the TV. I'll put it on, see where we're at. We'll get to that. Here on the Sports Complex on the Horn, 1019 Amtel 60, the Horn app and hornfm.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. .com. The Sports Complex of the Horn. Back on the Sports Complex here on a Monday afternoon. Some Nazareth, hair of the dog for you. It's National Dog Week, so we're playing dog songs all week long. I know this isn't really about dogs, it's about the hair of the dog, but it's good enough for me. Good enough for me to sing some Nazareth on a Monday. Uh, we have we do have kickoff in Monday Night Football, the first of the two games, uh, Eagles in Tampa Bay. Two 2-0 two teams, Baker Mayfield, 2-0. Tampa Bay, they're tied right now. Uh, zero zero, but Baker is driving. Baker's driving. He's going for it. Uh, let's go over. Uh, I do. I did get a couple good texts here. Uh, we did get a uh, talk about the Texans uh, from UPS filled. Wish the Texans took Bijan to go along with CJ. QB's best friend is a running back. Uh, look, I, I think I would have loved. Of course, I would love to have Bijan on the Texans. Uh, Will Anderson is looking like he's a really good pick on the defensive end. I'll tell you, uh, having a hiring a defensive head coach, you really it felt like even though C, uh, that Will Anderson was picked three and C.J. Stroud was picked two, that was because of the trade value. That basically they if they drafted Will Anderson with two and C.J. Stroud was still on the table, they would have to give up more to Arizona for that pick because other teams may be trying to go up and get C.J. Stroud. So they take the quarterback there. 
and then there's still three or four good defensive ends available on the board. So they did. So teams would maybe not go for them as much. So you get them for a little bit better value. You weren't competing with as many players. But I think CJ uh, Will Anderson was the pick, no matter what. They wanted Will Anderson uh, to build that D line up. I think he's going to be a good pick. So you couldn't get Will Anderson, CJ Stroud, and Bijan Robinson. Damian Pierce too had a really good rookie season. Uh, with the amount of injuries they have on the O line, that has definitely hurt him. Uh, I don't think Bobby Slowick's quite got the run game down to where it needs to be yet. That's going to be something he's going to have to build on for this Texans team. You're going to have to get Damian Pierce involved in that offense a little bit more. Singletary actually ran the ball better than Pierce did. Uh, but if, yes, if you put Bijan on that team, I love it. I, I just don't think it was ever really an option for the for the Texans uh, that they were able to look at. Plus, they're, you know, you're not taking Bijan two or three either. Uh, I think him going at seven blew a lot of people's minds. Clearly, it looks like he's worth it. He's having he's been having a good season so far. So uh but I like that one. Thank you, PS Phil. Uh, and if you could talk Texas again, got a question. Who are some comparable coaches in any sport to Lance Lee Pold in terms of turning around a lackluster program with no fan interest this quickly? Stadium has gotten bigger, they are getting recruits, etc. So this is uh you could say Chris Beard at Texas Tech for basketball. It but the basic thing is uh then I mean he's doing what Deion Sanders did. He just is not doing it as flashy. But this is transfer portal in NIL. This is what happened in Kansas. They kept trying to hire coaches, but getting recruits out of high school for Kansas as a football program was just really, really hard. So he was able to go in the transfer portal and get some guys that were from smaller schools that maybe didn't get those recruits, didn't get the the option to go to some bigger schools, and and go get some guys that are disillusioned because they weren't getting playing time somewhere else. And, you know, it's a big difference of what people think of the college experience from 16 years old, you know, a junior in high school when this program, when the, when the experience is kind of starting to 19 years old, a year or two in college, 19, 20 years old, it's a gigantic difference in perspective, just in age alone. But man, maybe you don't like where you're at, but maybe you don't like the college. Maybe you don't like the experience. Maybe you don't like being, you maybe you don't like the coach that's there anymore. Maybe you don't like you know, that that you feel that you're not getting a right chance. And if you can go to Kansas where you can go play and he's able to kind of pick in the transfer portal and get those guys, I think that escalated the program very quickly. And he was able to go get boosters and donors. And, and, you know, that's a huge part. When you got people that Kansas spends the money in basketball, they started to spend the money in football, he'd been able to turn this program around uh, in a quick way. And he's doing it smarter than other people that, you know, uh, Mike Gundy right now is losing that battle because he doesn't want to go to donors. He, and, you know, they lost their big donor. He passed away. But he doesn't want to be that guy. He wants to be a football coach. I get it. But college football has changed. It's now a business. And I, I think that there's guys that are going the other way. Dabo Sweeney, we saw, had an okay game. It was it was a, a, a rough game to see him continually get sadder and sadder in the in-game interviews and the post-game that I think he realizes that there's problems. Kate Klubnick had a better game. Uh, I thought he did a lot better uh, in that Clemson game, but still not enough. You you have to you have to play the portal. You have to play NIL game. Lance Leopold's doing that, and that's why that team is having a turnaround, not to mention he's a good coach. All that to say he can actually coach him on the field too, but I think it's, you know, and part of that's building a culture, and, and that culture is – a winning culture of in, in, you know in just getting everybody on the same page, getting everybody uh, on board. And I think when you build a guy of kind of second chance guys and guys who feel disrespected because you know they 
you know, whether or not Kansas was not their first choice, they can feel like, hey, man, we got something to prove, and he can get them fired up and ready to go. And you get a guy in Jalen Daniels who, man, that guy wants to show that he's worth something and that he can go play. When you put, when you buy a chain with your own highlights on him, whew, you know that guy wants to show it. Keep sending the text, 512-337-3776. If you got anything you want to talk about, Uh, some other good NFL stuff that happened this weekend. We talked a little bit about it. The Dolphins put up a 70 spot on the Broncos. The Broncos are are realizing something that I think Sean Payton knew but maybe wasn't maybe lying to himself. And uh, he was hoping that Russell Wilson was going to be a different guy. He was hoping he was going to be able to change the culture that quick. You know, he – he came in with the attitude, I, and I don't think he necessarily put in the effort to change the culture that quick. He kind of came in and did lip service, and I don't think he was boots on the ground enough necessarily if how bad that culture has been in Denver now for a while, since basically since they were winning those those Super Bowls with Peyton Manning, that it just kind of fell off, and you know, you're not getting guys, they're not, they keep getting injured, and then the rehabs take forever, and you know, it just it hasn't been a, a positive culture in Denver in a while. I don't think he really understood how bad it was. I think if they stay with him, with all the money they're paying him, I, I can't imagine they're not, you, you're going to have to try and move on from Russell Wilson as best you can. I don't know if they're going to let him do that this year or next year, but you're going to have to try and do something else because I just think that, that is kind of a dark cloud over the pro, over the whole Broncos right now. But, yeah, that's putting up 70 spot, that's not on – that's not on Russell Wilson. That's not on the offense. That is on Denver's defense, and they got to figure out some things. And Mike McDaniel, one of my favorite coaches, I, I like. I, I love. I, he was one that I would have loved to have at the Texans uh, when he was still in San Francisco. I, I, I've always liked what the offense and what he calls uh, Devin A. Chain coming out in that game, just having a coming out party. That guy you knew was going to be good in a Mike McDaniel offense. When you talk about track stars and you take – he's a fast running back like that, the way he could play. By the way, if you ever want to see <laughs> the difference between Jimbo Fisher and a good coach, I don't want to say that. Jimbo Fisher's a fine coach. He's, he's just not a great college play caller in 2023. Let's go with that. If you want to see the difference between that, see what, see what uh, Mike McDaniel's able to do with that chain. Chargers. Beat the Vikings 28-24 in a battle of who was going to drop to 0-3. It's the Vikings. The Vikings, I've said, made a terrible game plan. I don't know why they got rid of Dalvin Cook without another game plan. Madison's not the guy. This is the best game. Madison's best game running the ball. But they, like, they just don't seem to have a game plan other than chunking the ball all game long. It's like It, it feels like one of those Rockets teams where they're like, the analytics tell us this should work, and everyone with a, everyone with a brain and two eyes tells you it's not going to work. And everything has to go perfectly right for the analytics to make it sense. You go, no, the analytics work because people play defense against you differently. So once you go all the way in, the analytics change. Because that's how life works. If, you, if you're only going to throw the ball, then that means they're going to play much more pass defense because they know you're just going to throw the ball. So it changes the, the results of the play. But for some reason, they didn't think that far ahead in that. They've gone full on. I, I, you know, I don't know what the solution there is in one season. I mean, you didn't you didn't and you know spend enough money on your O line to get a good running O line. You, you tried to run the ball more this week. I get that. Brandon Staley keeps his job, even though I, like in a in a win, I still think Brandon Staley should be fired after that game for for going for it on your own twenty four when you're up four points. One of the dumbest things 
you've ever seen. No, I thought if we got that, we control the clock. Just punt the ball. Make them come back down the field on you. Going for it on fourth down and then not getting it. It's another bad decision, a line of them from Brandon Staley. And, yeah, that, that's text. Vikings won eight games by a score last year, uh, and that, that's the thing. Yeah, they did. They were able to win those games, and that's something you thought maybe – Maybe it was going to be a trend going forward that they'd be better at it. But, and like this one, they got handed it. They, Brandon Staley went for it on fourth down on their own 24. Didn't get it. You're down four. You get a shot, and you still couldn't come in with it. Chicago, Carolina lose again. They're going to be, I think those, that's going to be a battle right there. You know, I feel bad for Roshan. He's getting some playing time there with Herbert. It seems like Foreman is not really playing at all. I don't know if he's hurt or not, but he doesn't look like he's getting a lot of, a lot of run there. I think you got to Elberflus. Uh, Elberflus needs to figure out what's going on in Chicago. That is a that is a you know with all the, the outside noise, you really need to kind of make a loud, definitive statement if you're Chicago. And I don't think they're doing that. I think they're trying to just let it pass. But you're going to make that decision on Justin Fields pretty soon if you're gonna if that's going to be your guy or not. And it seems like coaching wise, you don't want him to be the guy. So I, I that's. Carolina, I think will be okay. They're gonna, you know, it's gonna take a little while to build, just like the Texans are. I'm not as worried about that one uh, tonight on Monday Night Football. If you got predictions on Monday Night Football, you got any props, anything you want to send in, send it on the text line five one two three three seven three seven seven six. We do have the game going on right now. Three twenty one left in the first. Philadelphia has the ball now. Uh, still zero zero. Defensive struggle. Uh, this is. Uh, I'm curious to see how the running backs go in this game. We know DeAndre Swift had a great game. DeAndre Swift always seemed like a really good running back. The, the Lions move on from him because they get Jameer Gibbs. Probably should have kept him, but they move on because they wanted to get a more balanced system. They felt Gibbs and, and Swift were too similar. Has a huge game last week. He's already got 36 yards on four carries this week. Uh, so he's already playing well. Kenneth Gainwell's got one, one carry for negative one yards. I don't know. They said they were going to run the hot hand. It feels like the guy who's averaging nine yards a carry right now has is, is got a hotter hand than the guy. That's got one rush for negative. Uh, DeAndre Swift fantasy owners, I know, really want this to go the way they want it to go. This feels Eagles just get a three point, uh, get a field goal up, so it is three zero uh, Eagles. Now this seems like Eagles; they're favored by five and a half. I know the Buccaneers have played okay. Uh, Baker Mayfield's had a good season so far, but I just don't feel I, I, I you know, I feel like that's been somewhat a competition. So I got the Eagles winning that one, uh, and Rams at Bengals. Uh, Joe Burrow is as active, last I read, unless it's changed. Hit me up on the text line if it has. Uh, Rams and Bengals, negative three. This feels like the Bengals got to get one, right? They got to go. They can't go on three, right? Man, if I was hurt, the last guy I'd want to go up against, if I'm this, if I'm Joe Burrow, says, man, I can come back from 0-3, but if Aaron Donald hits me six or seven times, we get the Geno Smith, oh, my God, I may not be coming back. If I'm, if I'm the Bengals, I know it's Monday Night Football. I may sit him out. Let him get another little bit of rest because you got a short week now next week to get him back if they're playing Aaron Donald. It's Aaron Donald. I don't know about that. Whew. Seems scary. All right. I'm going to take one more break. You got any more text for us? 512-337-3776 is a text line. Hit us up if you've got anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here. We're going to give you a little MLB update, uh, get you ready. The Rangers do play on the station tonight. The pregame starts at 8 p.m., though, so not cutting in to the sports complex. They will be on at 8 p.m. tonight. A big series for the Rangers, big series for the Astros. We'll talk about that. We come back here and any of your texts on the text line, 512-337-3776, right here 
on the Sports Complex on the Horn 1019 and 1260, the Horn app and hornfm.com. The Sports Complex afternoons 5 to 7 on the Horn. Last call. So either hook up now or go home and take care of yourselves. To alcohol, the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. That's what I do. I drink and I know things. Bring a pitcher of beer every seven minutes till somebody passes out. And then bring one every ten minutes. I'm very drunk and I intend getting still drunker before the evening's over. Wrapping things up here on the Sports Complex on a Monday afternoon. Thanks to everybody for all your, your text today. Keep it up all week. I enjoy the show so much more. So much more fun when you guys are part of it. 512-337-3776. Save it in your phone. Text in every day. Well, I love it. Uh, we did see, I, I did uh, look at the stats at the uh, Eagles game. The Eagles not having fun in the red zone. It is contagious that the Cowboys did not have red zone luck. And this is something, uh, Chan brings it up, my man Chan. Eagles offense is sputtering compared to last year. Uh, this is something. They were they were really dominant, third and fourth downs. They didn't try and do the tush push, uh, it seems, uh, when they when they went for it on fourth down in the red zone in the first drive of the game. They hand the ball off to Gainwell. He did not get it. I don't know. You seem like they have the most surefire thing with Jalen Hurts, so I don't know why they did that. But maybe he's still beat up. People are saying – there's reports that Jalen Hurts may still be a little bit injured, may have a shoulder problem, so that could be part of it. But they're having some issues in the red zone as well. Red zone's hard. Red zone football is just hard. It's why Sark is so adamant of trying to work that out and why it's important for uh, Sark to uh, get better and this Texas team to get better in the red zone. Because, man, if you're a good red zone team, it's like why we're up against Krauske and, and Travis Kelsey, and those tight ends are so valuable. Because when you can be a good red zone team, do you turn tight when you turn field goals into touchdowns? Man, makes it makes life so much easier. What would make life easier for uh for Astros fans is if the Astros found a way out of the slump. It's slumping at the worst time of the year. Uh lose a series to the Royals. Sweet get swept by the Royals. A team with a losing record. And they, look, they got some good young talent in the Royals. I'll salvage them that, but uh they lose that. Their magic number is now five. They have six games left. So that's not great. You're you're competing against the Mariners, who are trying to get into that spot. So the Mariners are trying to take it from you. Huge game tonight. They're playing tonight. Uh, Verlander on the mound for the Astros, which doesn't give you the hope and the the, the feeling that you, you normally have. You know that means that Dubon's probably in center field and Maldonado's behind the plate, which means Chaz McCormick and and uh, Yanni Diaz may not even be in the lineup. We don't know. Maybe one of them will be, but one of them will probably be out of it. Uh, Rangers' magic number to get in the playoffs is three. To win the AFC, uh, the AO West is five. But that number can change. The number can change depending on what the Mariners and the Astros do in these next few games. And the Rangers are playing the Mariners to end the season. That is going to be a big one. But it is uh, definitely, definitely time for the Astros. And look, as much as I'll talk about Mike McCarthy, and I know I go hard on him, I just something about that guy. Something about him. I don't. I don't. Just feel I'm right on this one. But maybe not. Who knows? You guys can have your opinion, too. Uh, people are going after Dusty Baker. For a guy who won a World Series last year, you would not feel that the city believes he won a World Series last year of how much people are going after Dusty Baker. I'll have some love for Dusty Baker. You want to go check something out, uh, something out? Last call. There's a really good comedy show. My man Brian Gard does a comedy show on Monday nights, I think once a month. 
uh, at the Far Out Lounge down south Austin. The weather's getting a little bit nicer here at night. Go check out that show. Uh, south Austin Comedy Show is what it's called. Brian Gar. I believe that's going to be starting up here in just a little bit. But you, if you're down south, that's a cool thing to check out on a Monday night if you're not watching Monday Night Football. For everybody else, enjoy the show. We'll be talking about Monday Night Football and taking your text and doing so much more. Coming back tomorrow. Tell them, be safe, be kind, keep your underwear clean. We'll see you right back here tomorrow on the Horn on the Sports Complex, Monday on Tuesday afternoon.